It is Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. With Logan Schuhart currently leading the World of Outlaws points, I wanted to jump into his stats over the last few years, kind of take a look at his rise a little bit, break down his improvement. You know, we've been talking about him a lot lately. He's been very, very fast this year and, and very fast even back into last season. And with him leading the points right now, I just I wanted to see kind of where this kind of started and, and kind of take a look at, you know, what he's improved and where he's improved here. But I also want to kind of, you know, explore a little bit like it, it feels to me a little bit like a lot of people don't know who Logan Schuhart is. And outside of a very small group of fans, um, I, I'm curious if maybe Logan hasn't become the best dirt racer, maybe the best sprint car racer in America. Nobody's ever heard of at this point. So, um, you know, kind of looking at the history of the team, it's no secret that Schuhart and the Shark Racing team with his teammate Jacob Allen, you know, they've been an underdog since they joined the series back in 2014. Most predicted back those six years ago that the two cars led by Schuhart's grandfather, uh, Bobby Allen, wouldn't last the season. Some people predicted they wouldn't even last through the early California swing. But they did. They persevered, uh, you know. And now all these later, they all these years later, they become a serious contender for the championship. You know, and if you look up and down the World of Outlaws pit area, you know, you've got big haul, you know, big money haulers and decals and you know all this stuff. And, and they're still running two cars out of one trailer. So, um, you know, even today, I would still say that you know, with all the success they've had with Logan and, and Jacob, that they're still uh, you know quite a bit of an underdog out there compared to some of the other teams. It took Schuhart until his third full-time season before he won a World of Outlaws show, but since then he stacked up 17 more wins, including eight last year and already two this season. So far in 2020, he's been on a tear through eight races. He has seven top five finishes, and his other finish is sixth. His average finish is 3.1, and he's led the most laps by far with 80. Only he, Donnie Schatz, and Brad Sweet have finished in the top 10 in all eight races. The last time he finished outside the top 10 in a World of Outlaws show was last October at the Williams Grove Speedway. It's a span of 13 races. Back through the 2018 season, kind of looking at his, you know, uh, you know, a larger uh, sample size of his career, I have 158 races in the database for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. Over that time, Schuhart has raced in 153 World of Outlaws features, so he's only missed five. Outside of his prelim night at the 2019 Knoxville Nationals, which isn't actually an official World of Outlaws night, Schuhart hasn't missed a feature since Eldora in July of 2018. Pretty incredible stuff. I took those 153 races. I broke them up into effectively 30 race chunks to kind of take a look at his improvement from the start of 2018 all the way up until right now. Starting at the beginning of that 2018 season, the first 33 races of that year, Shuhart had an average finish of 10.9 and zero wins. His next 30 race span included two wins back-to-back at Peevely and Knoxville in 2018 and an average finish of 9.4. So he's getting better, um, at, you know, about a position and a half better from one 30 race stretch to the next. His next 30 race span after that, which concluded at Lawrenceburg in 2019, also saw an average finish of about 9.4, but he added four more wins, Charlotte, Devils Bowl, Stockton, and Fulton. This point in, in the 2019 season is when things kind of really seem to turn around for him. Um, his his next 30 race span included one only one win, which, you know, is a little surprising after four in the previous, but the win was at River Cities, and his average finish jumped markedly from 9.4 to 6.6, so almost a three-position gain in average finish from one 30-race span to the next. Over that 30-race uh, span, he had 24 top 10 finishes and 15 top five finishes. And then that leads us to his current chunk of 30 races. This run starts at Skagit in August of 2019. He swept that weekend and in the 28 races since has added four more wins at Stockton, Eldora, Volusia, and Lake Ozark. His average finish is 5.5 and includes 25 top 10 finishes and 19 top five finishes. So an improvement of another position over the 30 race span and average finish. Pretty, pretty amazing stuff. 
And I think what's interesting to look at through these stats are the the tracks that he's won at. They're very different over the previous two years. Peavley, Knoxville, Charlotte, Devil's Bowl, Stockton, Fulton, River City, Skagit, Eldora, Volusia, Lake Ozark. There's no commonality running through this list. There's big tracks. There's small tracks. Um, there's medium-sized tracks. You know, he's won in California, Florida, Ohio, North Dakota, Texas, you know, banked tracks, flat tracks. I mean, all kinds, you know, different surfaces. There, there, there is, like, you know, the, the, there is no uh, a trend in here of, of racetracks. It's, you know, it's not like he's only winning on small tracks or he's only winning on big tracks. He's winning on all types of different tracks. He's become a very versatile driver, which is really what is necessary to c- compete on a nightly basis with the World of Outlaws you know, racing from coast to coast on any given night at any given racetrack, he's shown that he can be a threat. And and that's what it takes. You know, Brad Sweet, Donnie Schatz, these guys are going to be fast. David Gravel, Shane Stewart, these guys are going to be fast every single night. Um, and, and, you know, Darren Pittman, you know, all, all of these guys, it's it's a murderer's row. They've all won everywhere. Um, and, and, and that's what it takes for a guy like Shuhart to be able to compete with these guys is he's got to do the same thing. And, and he's doing that. I mean, this proves that he's doing that. Um, you know, and, and looking through these numbers, his improvement, you know, the, it really punches you in the face. It's so obvious that he's, you know, made market improvement over the last two years. But, I, I, you know, the kind of the other question is, is, is do race fans kind of outside of those that follow the World of Outlaws religiously, do they really know who Logan Schuhart is? Do, you know, he's, he's certainly not a mainstream driver. He's not a driver that, you know, is any sort of household name at all. You know, he's only going to be known in, in very small circles in the dirt racing community. Um, and, and I kind of wanted to compare that just to his peers and see where he even kind of stacks up with the other guys he's ra- racing up against and kind of some other metrics. Um, looking over the top 10 in World of Outlaws points, six drivers have more Twitter followers than Logan Schuhart does. Those that don't in the top 10 in points are Carson Macedo, who's only been on the tour for, this is his second year at this point, Ian Madsen, and Kyle Larson, who Kyle Larson had a massive Twitter following, but has since deleted his account. So he's kind of a, a little bit of an outlier in this discussion. But everybody else in the top 10 has more Twitter followers, followers than, than Schuhart, and, and some by, by you know, orders of magnitude have much larger followings than he does. And then of that group, Group, Brad Sweet, Donnie Schatz, Darren Pittman, Shane Stewart, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and David Gravel have all garnered more uh, attention in um, you know internet searches according to Google Trends than Logan Schuhart has. I looked at past 12 months. I looked at past five years. All of those drivers have all garnered more search traffic than Logan Schuhart does. So you know even when he's winning, even like you know here recently in the last year, you know last six months when he's been um, you, you know much you know much faster and and, and at the top, there still hasn't even seen to be a real big bump in, in the interest in him, which I think is a, a bit of a, you know, a, a strange thing, I, I think. Um, and, you know, if you kind of look at who he's around on the all-time World of Outlaws win list, he's tied right now with Brad Doty um, on the all-time wins list with 18 there. I think they're 28th all-time. And only few wins ahead of him are names like Greg Hodnett, Rick Ferkel, Tim Kading, all guys who are you know, at various points have been at the top of the sport, you know, Hall of Famers. And, you know, even beyond that, there's other names, Ron Schumann and some other guys that are, that are, you know, just, you know, you know, paramount guys in the, in the history of the sport. So interesting to me that Logan doesn't quite have the popularity that, uh, that some of these other guys have and, and have had over the course of their careers yet. I know he's only kind of a few years in, you know, back to 2014 and, you know, this, this run of him being really successful and winning races and running in the top five all the time has really only been the last six months or so. So that might be part of the reason to explain it, but still interesting to me. I think if he kind of continues on this trajectory though, it won't be long before people will start to take notice. He's clearly as talented as it gets. He's a really great person. Have, have, had multiple conversations with him over the years. He works hard. He comes from great stock in Bobby Allen, Sprint Car Hall of Famer. 
So I, I would imagine it won't be too long before you won't start seeing more Logan Shuhart, you know, t-shirts around and, and, you know, there won't be more discussion about him and, you know, kind of across the various media platforms and things like that. But um, keep an eye on him. I think this is just getting started. I just kind of wanted to cover off on, on some of the stats and, and, you know, some of these kind of thoughts about Logan and, and where he is right now. And I think where he's possibly going here, you know, over the next year, two years, five years, I, th- I think that, you know, the ceiling is, you know, the, the sky is really the limit there. There is no ceiling for, for Logan at this point. So keep an eye on Logan. Should be fun to watch. That's the show for today. Hope everybody has a good Tuesday. Hope you uh, enjoyed the discussion about Logan. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you, where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook as well. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com, and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler, and you can sign up for the Dirt Tracker Weekly newsletter live on the site. Everybody enjoy your Tuesday. We will see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Mm-hmm.